Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes Welcome once again to Brews and Tunes A show where we talk about Brews and Tunes <laughs> Yeah, Brews and Tunes I'm uh, Jesse Titus. And I'm Stephen Johnston. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So last week was uh, technically our first show, which got deleted. So we did that fun little makeshift show with Frank Turner. So this is not with him, but we just talked about about him. him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He wasn't actually here, (laughs) unfortunately. That would be cool to have him here. Yeah. But. So last week we just talked about Frank Turner. Uh, this week is the second show that we're actually going to put up, but it'll be the first show that is going to be in the... Like uh, what we would normally do. Yeah, so this will be more normal than last week, where yeah. we talk about our beers and we talk about our specific albums that we recommended for each other. Yeah. So, as we always start off the podcast with, is the key phrase, brews and tunes with... That phrase evolves every time we do it. (laughs) Yep. I remember the first time I heard it. (laughs) You actually do? Uh, Yeah, because you sang it on one of the songs we recorded. Oh, yeah. I don't think it meant anything, but it was just hilarious. Was that on? uh... The Yoshi song. We wrote a song about Yoshi and Mario. We'll play it for you later. Yeah. On a different podcast. (laughs) Or if you feel so inclined, you can look up. Jungle Rhubarb and the Destiny Tangerine on Facebook. Or on Spotify. Is there on Spotify? I think so. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, it's on Bandcamp, right? Yeah. But enough about that. Let's <laughs> go to our brews. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get focused and whatnot. Sounds good. So last week I had that uh, Terrapin Pale Ale. I decided to get a little heavier, a little darker. <laughs> Little uh, stout action going on. Something sticky on the bottom of this bottle. Our fridge is nasty, and that's where this bottle's been sitting for a while. So there's something yeah. sticky. The fridge. Oh, it was in the back. Yeah, it was in the back. Uh, yeah. But what I have right now is an Evil Twin Brewing Liquid Double Fudge. It's an Imperial Stout. Didn't you have that before? I've never had this before. Didn't you have a version of it though? I've never had a version of this before. Oh. I had one of their beers called Even More Jesus, oh, which yeah. was that's a coffee yeah. stout. This is some type of fudge stout, it looks like. Uh, Evil Twin makes some really big, bold-flavored beers. Uh, kind of like the, the one that we just said. There's one called the Even More Jesus, which is a coffee stout, I believe. And it's so. really coffee, really potent, really thick. They also have this, uh, it's probably a triple IPA, called the Molotov Cocktail. Oh yeah, that's pretty And that was a super intense IPA. I don't even know if I would call it an IPA. It was just really, I don't know, it was intensity in 10 cities. But uh, what beer do you have? Um, So uh, I got Nebraska Brewing Company's Hop Anomaly. Hop Anomaly. Hop Anomaly. Um, I believe Nebraska Brewing Company is from Nebraska. I have no idea, though. I would hope that they would be from Nebraska. Maybe they just really like that name or something. It doesn't actually say in the bottle, so... Nebraska. It must be from Nebraska. But anyway, this is an ale aged in Chardonnay barrels. Um, I guess it's it's aged in uh, 
in those ba- in those <laughs> barrels in those barrels for uh, six months apparently. Oh my! So apparently there's uh, citrus flavors of grapefruit, peach, and floral aromatics in the nose. Hmm. So hopefully I do smell that because I love. Uh, I'll tell you what I got a lot I of in the nose snot. <laughs> I am have some some gnarly allergies going on right now, and my throat's a fleming. A throat's <clears> a fleming. <throat> so if you hear me doing this <clears throat> a lot on the podcast, that's why. <laughs> Let us crack these brews. Sounds like a good plan. Oh, oops! <laughs> drip drop. Oh no, not on my notes. <laughs> I dripped a little, but uh, it's all right. <laughs> Soaked it back up, and I am pouring the brew. Wow, this is dark. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be a what fudge? Yeah, this is double dark. double fudge thing. This is soulless, like Satan. <laughs> soulless. Wow, it uh, it didn't start out very heady, but uh, as it kind of sits here, it's kind of growing a nice little, uh, nice really little. dark head, kind of like yeah. cocoa-y, cocoa puffle. It head. definitely looks like looks like a you know like a brownie. Yeah, it kind of looks like a brownie. When uh, like, like when the, it's the inside of the brownie is like really dark, like the, the body of the beer, but then like the top it dries is out, like and dries out. And yeah, it's like that's what it looks like. Yeah, it kind of looks like that. So fudge brownie or fudge beer, you decide. And when I say you decide, I mean I'll decide. <laughs> Trying to crack this baby open. Smells like chocolate. Sounded great. Oh my lanta. Mm. Whoa! (laughs) This is so chocolatey, it's unbelievable. Really? Oh! (laughs) It literally tastes like liquid fudge. Really? (laughs) And I don't, well, kind of, I do mean like liquid fudge actually, so yes. Wow. I mean, it's definitely got that, like, the roasty stout flavor, but there's so much chocolate going on. Whoa! Here, just take a small sip ski this and see what you Ooh. think. It definitely smells like chocolate. Well, it definitely tastes like chocolate too. Yep. <laughs> it's. It's like I'm drinking. That's pretty. That tastes really heavy. It's very heavy. Um, what's the alcohol content on that? Uh, I think twelve percent. It's. Oh. it's boo- it doesn't taste like super boozy like some of the big ones, but you can tell it's heavy. It kind of does though. It definitely tastes boozy. I'm just getting more like I'm drinking straight liquid fudge from an ice cream bar. Oh, or like a... It's like you're eating a liquidized uh, fudge batter, like brownie batter. Yeah. Just put it in the fridge. I think that's kind of what it is, yeah. Or if you go to Dairy Queen and get their, their brownie batter uh, blizzard, it's like... It with, without like the chunks that. of brownie... Well, no, if you liquefy the chunks of brownie and put them in here, that's kind of what it's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You I take away that, that yeah. uh, crunchy sugar flavor that you get in uh, brownie batter. That's this. <laughs> Except a lot more booze. Oh, well, yeah, because there's no booze in brown <laughs> Oh, man. Mmm. Yeah, okay, so I poured mine as well, and it has, like, a nice caramel kind of color. A little hazy. Amber. A little pale. A little hazy. On, on well, I think it's technically, uh, well, it just says ale. So, well, yeah, it was Asian Chardonnay barrels. So I have to try to pick up some nice uh, wine flavors. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I think I've had one beer aged in wine barrels, and but I, I don't remember what it was like. Yeah, I can definitely taste it. Taste the wine it's barrels? It's kind of like really sweet. Well, I mean sweet kind of like a red wine. Oh, sweet. So not like sweet like a white wine, because white wines are like grape juice. Yeah, I suppose you're right. But Not all uh, white wines. You can get... Dry white well, I'm wines, sure. But I've, yeah. I've just never had one, though. Fair enough. 
Yeah. So this one, this is pretty good though too. Yeah. This I like is, it. Yeah. Mine is gonna be a chore to finish it because it's so <laughs> thick. It literally is as thick as brownie batter would be if you put it into beer. Literally, yeah, like, that's a very good way to think of it. Not that that's a problem, because I love beer and I love brownies, so this is just a <laughs> natural combination. Oh, my goodness. So once again, we're, we're logging on to our favorite app, Untapped. Yeah, Untapped. Yeah, we'll give them some free advertisement. If you guys like beer and if you like any type of social media, this is the app for you. It's true. It's kind of like a... A fun app for logging your beers. <laughs> So that your friends can see. Coming this summer. Oh, it's already out. But. Yeah, it's been out for a couple years. No, it, it's just kind of fun to see what your your friends are drinking or, or whatever. And hopefully your friends drink good beers. Otherwise, it'll, <laughs> it'll just... I know some people who, if they had this app, it would just be Bud Light every day. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Oh, it's a Belgian-style <clears throat> Belgian IPA. Oh boy! Oh, burp number one. Yeah, burp number one out of you know what they say about burp number one. Ship it a paper towel. Oh my gosh, dude! So, uh, why don't we get into uh, which albums we both listened to this week? Okay, I suppose I'll start it off. All right, go for it. Uh, Jesse recommended that I listen to an album called Neon Bible by the band Arcade Fire. And I have certainly heard their name before. I've seen them perform on Saturday Night Live before. You did? Uh, yeah, I remember they had a ton of members in their band. Yeah, yeah. And their singer had this weird long hair that kind of like went to like yeah. down over his, his eye and to the side. That must. Have, I wonder when that was. Uh, I've seen him a couple times on Saturday Night Live. Oh, I know okay. that. And he didn't move around at all, and I was bored. <laughs> <laughs> and so every time I think of uh, Arcade Fire, I'm like, big boring band. <laughs> And so that's that's my uh, I don't know my prejudice against them I guess is is well, that apparently I've heard they they put on an amazing live show though and I, you can't really base a Saturday Night Live performance as as their actual performance because I've seen so many bands that I like on Saturday Night Live where they kind of just stand there yeah I mean there's not but a, he there's really probably looked, not really much room he looked room. bored really yeah that's funny I did see Macklemore once on Saturday Night Live and he was bouncing all over the place huh. Yeah, it was it was pretty gnarly. <clears throat> but uh, well, since you're the one who recommended this for me, why don't you tell me uh, about your what kind of got you into them and how you discovered um, them? Let's see. Well, I think the first song I heard from them is their song "Wake Up," which is um, I mean I think most people know that song. It's um, it was on that uh, the commercial for the movie uh, "Where the Wild Things Are." Oh, I didn't know it was them. Yeah, I know that song. Um, I didn't do the song justice, but it's kind of something like that. Yeah, 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 that's it. And so I heard that, and I actually, I think my brother first introduced them to me, or he like listened to them. So I was like, oh, who's this? And so I started listening to them. Um, And... Neon Bible is, I wouldn't say it's my favorite album by them, but it's definitely kind of a good place to start off, I guess. Yeah, from what I was reading, uh, they kind of started out, uh, I can't remember what the first album's called, but it was kind of more of like a generic indie pop kind of sound. Yeah, I think so, And this, yeah. uh, from, from my understanding, this was the album that kind of 
started getting closer to their sound or kind of breaking yeah. off from that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I definitely consulted Wikipedia on this album a little bit. <laughs> Not a problem. Yeah, that's that. Fine. And there's a, a website called Lyric Genius, I think is what it's called. Where they talk about their lyrics or something? They talk about the lyrics. There's always a description for each song, but uh, sometimes people will highlight specific lines oh, okay, and yeah. talk about what's actually going on there. I didn't do that as much with this, but I've done that with like brand new albums before. Where yeah, because their their lyrics can be kind of convoluted and dense. Yeah, 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 pretty dense. Well, I think the lyrics in this album are are quite dense too. Oh no, they definitely are. But a little bit more, a little bit more straightforward than uh, brand new lyrics, though. I agree. Um, but uh, the first thing after I listened to this album probably like I don't know three or four times through and then I went on uh, the Wikipedia page and kind of read about the composition of the album and their singer I think he had written one song and he and this is completely me guessing from what I read earlier <laughs> so don't uh, quote me on this because I'm literally paraphrasing a Wikipedia page uh, so none of this is reliable but I'm gonna say it anyways <laughs> Uh, essentially, it was him talking about his homeland and his life from an out- outsider's perspective. And he got a lot of influence from watching uh, YouTube videos of TV priests, TV okay. preachers, kind of those uh, televangelist type things. Yeah. Uh, and a bunch of get rich quick, uh, kind of like TV commercial Pyramid, type pyramid things. schemes. Yeah. And, and so that gave him a lot of influence. And I guess that led him to writing about television a lot and how that influences uh society yeah so that that metaphor comes back a lot that and the themes of the ocean he talks about the ocean a lot on the album uh but more more so as a metaphor for lack of control which i suppose comes down to television again and he kind of gets into that in the songs yeah i'm not gonna lie after i listened to this album once through i was kind of like meh i was like (laughs) Not my style, not my cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, there was probably one song that I thought was. I think there's two songs that I thought I thought were super catchy off off the the beginning. Mm-hmm. But other than that, everything else was just kind of like. Huh. Yeah. After a second listen, uh, that's when I kind of things were getting a little bit more familiar. And then by like the third time, I was uh, humming along. I, I yeah. knew what was happening. And I knew it was coming, and I started to actually like some of the stuff a lot more than I had before. And th- there are still some songs that I don't care for. Really? <laughs> yeah, there's some songs that... Like which ones? I'll, I'll get into them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll get gotcha. into them. Uh, but after kind of reading about the album and looking up at the lyrics and seeing what he's talking about, uh, I can't really dislike anything for its artistic value because I think uh, it, the album holds a lot of merit. Yeah, uh, And I yeah, think definitely. they put a lot of work into this. And not even lyrically. Uh, musically and sonically, there's a lot going on in this album. Like, I read that he... he there's a hurdy-gurdy on the album. They, they, so many weird really? instruments that they just put on the album, yeah. Huh. There's all kind of funky stuff that you don't normally hear on uh, songs that you hear on the radio. Yeah, definitely. If that makes sense. Um, but <clears throat> I suppose I'll just delve into it, uh, starting with Black Mirror. Uh, it's kind of a weird song. Black Mirror. And it's got this... Yeah. Uh, I don't know what all instruments are playing the motif motif underneath, but it's like that and that comes back the entire song. Yeah, it's just uh, it's good. It's just that it keeps coming back. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out what the heck he was talking about with a black mirror before I even looked up any of the words. And so I kind of came to the conclusion that black mirror is your reflection, but maybe distorted. 
maybe not 100% of what you're seeing. If you're looking to do a black mirror, it's not always going to be reliable. Kind of like that. And that's that's what I kind of got out of it. Um, and so I, I just kind of figured Distorted Reflection. Um, this is another one of my songs that's not my favorite. Yeah, I really like this song. <laughs> it's good. It's not my favorite. Uh, kind of weird that there's one part where he starts singing in French. Yeah. I was like, oh, dude, all he's saying is one, two, three, black mirror. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Maybe counting in French? En du toi, <laughs> I literally wrote that down. I'm pretty sure he just says, en du toi de mirror I think there's some other words in there too, but no. I, I could be wrong. No? It's just en du toi okay. de en du toi, toi de mirror no, noir. Ah, je vais à la bibliothèque. Oui, no? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's just uh-huh. one, two, three, black mirror. Black mirror. I like Sorry. the. blue. <laughs> I like the line in that song. Um, mirror, mirror on the wall. Show me where the bombs will fall. You know, remember that line? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of uh, the black mirror. I think might be well in relation, like you talked about TV before. It might be a, television showing us a distorted a, reality. A television, yeah, yeah. screen. So not maybe specifically your reflection, but... Everyone's looking for answers on TV. Television reflecting reality or something like that. Yeah, but you look for answers and stuff on TV. It's kind of common nowadays, right? Yeah. Just as you look for truth in a mirror. Okay, yeah. Because mirrors don't lie, right? So why would the television lie? Oh. Do they lie? If it's a black mirror, maybe it does. (laughs) All right, we're getting too into depth into one song. Let's move along. It's okay. The next song is called Keep the Car Running, and that was one of the two songs I really liked from the beginning. Yeah. Because it is super catchy. Keep uh, the car running. And it's got this, um, I don't know if it's a guitar, if it's a baritone guitar, or if it's some weird filter on a bass guitar, but whatever the heck is playing on there, I really like the the sound of it. Yeah. And it's it's kind of got like that drive, like that dun-dun-dun, like kind of like that mm-hmm. uh, push in the song. Um... <clears throat> Uh, I didn't really write much down about this except for it's super catchy uh, and I liked it from the beginning. Yeah. I gave this five check marks out of five check marks. <laughs> I saw those check marks on your on your page and I was like, those must be his ratings for the songs. How's the guitar part go though? I should remember this. I haven't listened to the album in a while. I listened to it earlier this week, but I can't remember. It's, uh, if there was... Uh, two songs that I would recommend off of this album. I'll go with three because three is a good number. This is definitely one of them. Listen to the song Keep the Car Running because it's super infectious and it's one that you'll be humming along later, even though I can't for the life of me remember how it goes now <laughs> because I've got the whole album swimming in my head. Yeah. Uh, the next song is the title track, Neon Bible. And so uh, I was kind of like, why did they title their album Neon Bible? What's, this, what's all this about? And it's kind of ironic that they would title the album Neon Bible, so you'd think that it's like this super um, important theme, but it's the shortest song on the album. Yeah. Which, I mean, might make a point also at the same time. I don't, I don't know what they're trying to say. But when I was thinking of Neon Bible, I was thinking, because uh, it kind of relates to the cover art too a little bit. Yeah, it's a like neon, neon it's lights. Literally a neon light, yeah. Like when I, so when I think of Neon Lights, I think of a bar and all these... Coors Light in here. We have beer. Come on in. <laughs> and so I wrote down um, <clears throat> uh, neon bar lights that attract empty promises. And so I think that's kind of what he's talking about, like the television preachers that are big and flashy and like trying to, to say, 
you know, come on in, but it's really an empty promise and you're not going to find fulfillment or whatever you're looking for. And he's got some biblical uh, references in the song. Like yeah, he definitely talks about wrong uh, and right, and he talks about the golden calf. Yeah, I believe he. I believe he studied religion in college, so he knows what he's talking I about. Um, I really like the the line in that. Uh, take the poise. Take the poison of your age. He talks about don't lick your fingers when yep. you tear the page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that line comes back a bunch of times. Um, and then yeah, like the 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 whole like motif of that song. Neon, neon Bible. Bible. The neon Bible. And that keeps coming Not back. Not much chance for survival if the neon Bible is true. So I mean, after knowing that he was watching a lot of television preachers, I'm yeah. pretty positive that that's where it came from. Yeah. The next song, Intervention, is probably definitely my favorite song on the album uh, because. I don't know. It's just super catchy, but it starts off with this huge church organ. Yeah. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. And sometimes when you think church organs, you think, "Ooh, scary!" Like, do 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 do. That one Bach thing. Yeah. Yeah. But this is canon and D minor. Is that what it is? I don't remember what it is. But it's it's super catchy and it's really like it's it's in a major key and it's just so inviting and awesome sounding and so big. Yeah. As soon as I hear that in, I'm just like, oh, yes. And the vocal melody kind of sings along with that. Yeah. Um, and the very first line that he says is, the king is taking back the throne. The king is taking back the throne. Yeah, which is a really yeah. cool line. But then he says something about a sowing a seed. The seed, something the seedless something is sown. Yeah, so it's seedless, but it's sown. So it's yeah. Is there a purpose? Yeah, maybe not. So it, when you hear that line, you're kind of like, oh yeah. And then the very next line is like, like, oh oh, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. So you get pumped up just to be like, wait a second, this isn't important. This yeah. isn't gonna bear any fruit. Um, but I, I still think that was a really cool first uh, lyric, and I was kind of. It's almost hard to to understand what he's saying in this song. Uh, but it does sound like it's kind of against religion. Yeah, it definitely uh, is. Because he's talking about, like, the chorus is working for the church while your family dies. Yeah. Working for the church while your family dies. Bum, 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 bum. Your little baby sister's gonna lose her mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but oh, it's, then- it's a super, like, catchy and, like, major sounding, very poppy song. Yeah. And that's, uh, I guess... I'm going to just bring it up now. The album kind of goes up and down, not 100% consistently, but almost track by track. It's kind of like a, a not super melodic, uh, I don't know, sonically kind melodic. Of flat, yeah. Flat song, and then yeah. a big, uh, super catchy yeah. song. And even a lot of the songs that are super catchy uh, crescendo a lot, where they start out small and end up really big. Uh, or I, I read someone uh, somewhere that somebody's talking about this, and there's a lot of spring loaded tension. I, did, I can't claim that, but uh, spring loaded tension, tension, where it's like you feel the tension, you feel all this kind of yeah. uneasiness, and then it yeah. releases eventually. Uh, but the next song, which is uh, Black Wave, Bad Rhythm, which Black is wave. some uh, reference to the Beach Boys. Is that uh, in parentheses? Black, bad no, rhythm? Or is no. that slash bad rhythm? Slash, yeah. It's, 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 it's kind of like two different parts where the, the beginning of the song starts out with all these ladies singing. You know what I'm talking about? All these ladies come in, and it's really unnerving. It kind of like yeah. the the melody and the chords underneath are really 
I don't know, unnerving. And I, I think I think that's like there's that's a reason. The goal. Yeah, that's definitely the goal. The goal. And it's it stressful. You think, a, you think of like a big black wave. Yeah, it's super stressful coming, coming on to you. I don't yeah. know why, but I don't feel easy. Yeah, uh, and eventually they get to a course where it kind of gets a little bit more easy sounding and kind of relaxed. Uh, but they also sing in French a bunch of times, and I don't know what they're saying. Yeah, I uh, I don't. I don't oh, know. <laughs> let we. Oh, I can't remember what they're oh. saying in that song. Mademoiselle, because it's the same. Le petite the same. baguette, oui, no. <laughs> it's the same girl who's singing in French, right? Yeah, yeah. But even when the singer, like the the main guy singer, comes back in, it's a very different melody, but it's still very uneasy feeling. Is that a stop now before it's too late? Yes. Been eating in the ghetto on a hundred dollar plate. Mm-hmm. Nothing lasts forever, that's the way it's gotta be. That's a great black wave in the middle of the sea. For me. This song wasn't my favorite. <laughs> oh, really? I love that song too. <laughs> Neither was the next song, Ocean of Noise. Uh, when I say not oh, my favorite, I mean, no shit. Like I said before, I, I'm coming more from a That's can I listen yeah. to it and not pay attention to the lyrics and still enjoy it at the same time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this isn't one of those albums 100% through where you. I, I mean, not this. It's mainly my opinion. I'm just throwing it out there. Other people may disagree, but I would say about half the songs are ones that I might not put on just to listen to and hum along to. Right, right. Especially the next song, Ocean of Noise. No shit. I gave it two noise. and a half check marks. The first yeah. yeah. And it. Starts out with a lot of noise. It yeah. almost sounds like there's a storm at sea, mixed with all this weird industrial noise. Yeah. Um, See, this is where this is where you and I are, are much different. Yeah. In how we first like started listening to music because like oh I, I listen to the music and the melodies first. Yeah. I get drawn on by by the poppiness of music. I definitely listen to the words, even though I don't like pop music, but I do. I guess. Well, poppiness as in like catchy and good hooks and such. Mm-hmm. But you know they they sing about the ocean a lot and they sing about n- noise. They talk about I guess essentially how the ocean is kind of lack of control and there's all this noise going on in your life, which kind of loses you from focusing on things. Yeah, and I mean to go back to the whole uh, neon Bible thing and the whole television because yeah, television, and yeah. like I, I what what I get out of that is the ocean of noise being like the cultural. Like things that go on, like the like the preachers, like the, t- the televangelists, like it's just you get caught up in like, it, even if you don't want to. No, yeah, but it's just like it's just there, like it's just this ocean of noise, you know. Yeah, and like it's uh, I think he's criticizing it. And he's oh, he definitely, definitely is. Definitely saying like it's stupid and terrible, <laughs> or like pointless, pretty much. But the next song, "The Well in the Lighthouse," <laughs> yeah, I gave that song. four and a half check marks. It's a winner. That would be the third song I would recommend. So let's pause from talking about the song so I can come back to the three songs I recommend. The three <laughs> songs that I recommend in this order, my favorite is the song Intervention. My second favorite is Keep the Car Running. My third favorite is The Well in the Lighthouse. Since we've already talked about those first two songs, let's move along to the song that we're still on, The Well in the Lighthouse. <laughs> okay, yeah. And let's, it's, let's move on to it. The song is a little bit more like... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? More story driven. Uh, okay, it's got yeah. more of a narrative, yeah. Almost about him committing a crime, because he he says like I've committed a crime that I've or I've been convicted of a crime that I've committed. I don't know if that's what he says, but that's essentially what he says. 
Because mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of songs I've heard where like, I've been convicted of a crime I didn't commit. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. But this one, he's like, I deserve my punishment. Like, you know, I, I committed it and whatever. Yeah. And so it's kind of well, different than what you'd expect. But another reason why this song is good is because it's super catchy. How does the chorus go again? It's like, I uh, don't remember because it's not my favorite part. Um, but it's... Uh, or the hook, the hook, like the main hook line. I'll come hook. back to that in a second. Well, oh, okay, gotcha. But uh, like those last two songs, Black Wave bad, slash Bad Vibration and Ocean of Noise were not uh, very poppy or melodic in that sense. Yeah. This song is. Yeah. Um, but the... He's, I mean, there's a hook that definitely comes back throughout the song, but at the very end of the song, it kind of changes uh, rhythm mm-hmm. meter. Yep. Uh, and he repeats this line: "The lions and the lambs ain't sleeping yet." Yeah. And it's just uh, I really like that line London. because it's super catchy, but it's also a really cool line at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. The lions and oh. the lambs. Yeah. But let's move on to the next song yeah. because I it's think this is song. the most interesting song on the entire album because oh, based yeah. on what I've read about it. Yeah, just based on the lyrics too. Yeah, because I, mean, I, I had to, to read about this on Lyric Genius, whatever that heck that website's called. And that opened up a lot of revelation to me about what this song's about. Because mm. I just thought it was a guy like talking about not wanting to work a boring job for the rest of his life because he talks about not wanting to work downtown i'm an yeah. honest god-fearing man or whatever yeah um, but this song is about uh parents pushing their children uh into stardom or into yeah. their own dreams yeah even if it's not yeah. what's right for them yeah basically. and uh according to that website this song is about not 100%, but a lot of influence was taken from Ashley Simpson and Jessica Simpson oh, really? through the perspective of their father. Oh, okay. Because he right, like yeah. wants to do what's right and wants to do what's good for them. But is this really good for them? And then like at the very end, the very last song... Uh, in fact, I didn't even say what the song was called. <laughs> so, yeah. so here's what the song's called. It, it's all in parentheses. It's called Antichrist Television Blues. And so he's, he's talking about like trying to do what's best for his daughters and like having them like sing... Or be in a cage on stage, or seem yeah. like a mockingbird, and so all those things are like, is this what they want or is this what I want? Yeah. And at the very end of the song, in the very last line of the song is, "Oh, tell me, Lord, am I the Antichrist?" And he's it is, uh, and then it just cuts out. Like yeah. That, that's the last line, and it cuts out, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. And so at the very end, it's kind of like maybe I've ruined their lives. Yeah. Because of greed, my own greed. Or yeah, yeah. Essentially, like yeah. an Antichrist, I would assume in this sense, not, is, yeah. in this sense, is like um, you know, anti what Christ was. Yeah, the ruiner, not bringing them, you know, like to their full potential, doing selfish, what's best for them. Yeah, selfish, not yeah, looking for best in others, but looking for best in self. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's why I think that song's super interesting because of that. Super crazy. The next song, Windowsill. Good song. Uh, it is a good song. I gave it three and a half check marks, which is pretty good in my book. <laughs> Next time I review an album, it'll probably be in stars because it well, makes more a... sense in check marks. I know. <laughs> well, three and a half check marks is still a C. Well, yeah, and C's uh, pretty average, I guess. Passing. Yeah, it's passing. It passes in my book. Well, it passes you. in my grade book. I pass. 
What? Never mind. <laughs> uh, but this this is just about him observing life as an outsider. Literally, he talks about seeing from a windowsill, and when you think of that, you're up in somewhere up higher than everywhere else. Uh, in some respect, removed from what's actually happening, but you're able to peek out the windowsill and see what's happening. Yeah. Uh, and it's about him talking about seeing a lot of messed up and distracting things, um, kind of loss of control. And there was a lot of pretty good lines out of there, but the the one line I took away from it was he says, "MTV, what have you done to me?" Yeah. And that's coming back to the television line. Yeah. The whole like television's kind of it's it's a huge part of our lives, but is it actually is it for actually, our own benefit? Yeah, is, is there any good, good out of it? Is it actually like worth? And uh, time into and their uh, conclusion is no. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I like TV though. <laughs> MTV was good back in the day, but I wasn't alive in those days. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, neither. we're in the days. Well, we were. We grew up in the days of the Jersey Shore in the real world. Yeah, well, that, that's where I'm glad I didn't have cable. I didn't watch the shows. <laughs> I just they were there. Yeah. I watched Jersey Shore in college after it was already over. Just because didn't, didn't, me, didn't Justin get really into that? Me and him go, got into it. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about uh, that. This was me and my roommate in college, Justin Fink. Uh, we call him Finkelberry sometimes. He's a hoot. Yeah, Finkelberry. Uh, we would Finkelberry. we would watch the Jersey Shore. And actually, no. We started watching it, I think, when the third or fourth season was airing. And so we would stream it on our computers, and we would... At least I wore a tank top so I could show off my muscles while we watched it. <laughs> and we would, we'd sit there and say, Cabs are here! T-shirt time! <laughs> I remember that, yeah. And, like, everything on this show is the epitome of, like, what I don't like, but it, it's it's the car wreck, the car wreck thing, where it's so bad, but, it, you, but once it's you start, like, you can't stop watching. It's still really interesting to watch, just to see how bad it is. Yeah, and it's way. the same thing. My heart sank whenever I was sitting in my living room, and my sister turned on the very first episode of The Bachelorette, because I started watching, and I was like, now oh, I God. have to watch the entire season. <laughs> and I did. Oh my gosh! Was that the first season? <laughs> no, I have no idea. There's like a, I don't know, there's, there's been like a million seasons, yeah. bachelorettes and bachelors. And I watched it. I waited till it came on and I watched it. Man, every I, week. And like after it was over, I was like, it, it didn't do anything for me. Like when it was over, I was like, uh, oh, this was now? stupid. Yeah, I wasn't like looking for more episodes. I was like, this was stupid. I'm never watching this again. But I watched an entire season of it. So there you go, MTV. What have you done to me? Ooh, the Bachelorette. Yeah, I hate that show. Back to the album. Uh, second to last song is called No Cars Go. And this is the uh, 2007 version. I didn't there's, know there was a different version. There's an earlier version. Is it the same well. song, though? It's the same song. But you know, like, Switchfoot. They, oh, okay. They, they, they just kind of, like, re-recorded and add things to it. Re-recorded it and made it sound a lot better. Okay. In my opinion, anyway. Well, that makes sense. Except for the hardcore fans that would get mad and be like, yeah. No, dude, the original's way better on the 7-inch. Yeah! <laughs> but uh, this song is definitely about like how television is bad, or like the answer. Oh, yeah. The answer to that. But even before I listened to it, I looked at that and I was like, huh, I wonder if all the cars like ran out of gas, because <laughs> no cars go. <laughs> or maybe there was an electromagnetic pulse and the cars just don't work anymore. Because you're like, no cars go anymore because they're no broken. Car, no cars go anymore. But no, they're talking about going to a place where no cars can get to, where yeah. no planes can get to, where no boats can get to. No subs can get to. And yeah, the ly- there are not many lyrics. They just kind of fill in the blank for no blanks go. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's a little bit more lyrics to that, but essentially it's 
kind of like he knows a place where you can go and not be influenced by all the societal noise where you can avoid, uh, if I'm going to harken back to an earlier song, where you avoid <laughs> the ocean of noise. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like they sing about, we know a place where no cars go. Does, is there actually a place? Can you do that in today's society? Because it seems like it's so difficult. You mean the metaphorical sense of it? Yeah. Not literally, like, you, there are places where cars can't go. I know like, that. Literally. And I mean, you literally <laughs> could yeah, move to yeah. an island where there's no television or, or noise and, like this. But it's... B- staying in America, it's so <clears throat> difficult. Yeah, I mean, this song was in 2007. Yeah. It's only like, gotten worse. So, yeah, I mean, like, that was only nine years ago. Yeah. Well, we're dating the episode now, but that's okay. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I think that's probably the point. It's like, so, he, if he does know a place, like, where is it? Yeah, because uh, I'm sure a lot of people would like to go there. Even though I like checking my phone and stuff, and I like watching movies, and I like TV, and I like music, but... I've been very tempted How much is it to, affecting it? I've been very tempted to... To... Get rid of my phone. Uh, I know, or, but... It, it's kind of... It's like so... It's so hard. You have that temptation to do that, but literally, there, there are things you cannot do without a phone anymore. Yeah. Well, literally, I mean, it's... Be, it'd be like, very, I can't go to Dunkin' Donuts and use my... <laughs> I can't take selfie videos on Snapchat without my phone. <laughs> oh my god! No, I, I jest, but seriously, like the way that today's it's society very, is, yeah, it's difficult. You almost one hundred percent need to have a phone to function. Yeah, which is kind of scary. It's a little bit when weird. you think about it. It's ridiculous and scary, but when you're living your life in it, you don't really notice. It's just only when you think about it, you're like. Holy crap! And now I'm, I am addicted to my phone. I'm yeah, I, I yeah. need this. I mean, now I'm like, addicted uh, to everything now, and I need to have this. Yeah, and now kids are don't even know the age before, not the age. That's a terrible word to use, but the time before phones and time before phones and social media and all yeah, this hullabaloo. Because like when we were when we were kids, I didn't have a cell. Phone. I was content to play with Buzz Light. I mean, by Buzz Light, your action figure and lightsabers. <laughs> When I was a kid, I had like 15 phone numbers memorized for all my buddies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I used to run up to, you, I would run up to the street and I'd be like, Mom, got to use the phone. <laughs> and uh, if I didn't remember it, I ran to our drawer with, uh, with the numbers. With the phone. It, yeah. We had a phone book. Yeah. yeah. I looked at, uh, up my friend's phone numbers and I dialed them. Um, and if not, I ran down the street and I rang on my friend's bell and I said, hey, man, you want to come out and play? You want to shoot some basketball? And that's how we played. I ran down the street to my buddy Brad's house. I was like, hey, Brad, let's play flag football. Let's say Frankie's home. And so we did. And you know what? People came outside and we did that. Yeah, it's true. Today, I don't even know if people call anymore. Like, I make calls from time to time, but it's texts. Yeah. Text messages. Yo, bro, what up, man? Um, did you have a rotary phone? Uh, we did not, actually. Oh. Did you? Yeah. Oh, it was fun. I want to use a rotary phone just because <laughs> the novelty. It was really funny, yeah. I always I remember the noise it made. It made the number is like. Yeah, I've I've seen them and I think I've played with them in museums. In museums, yeah. I've been to the Smithsonian. There's some pretty cool stuff there. Visit the Smithsonian if you haven't before. Just PSA. Just visit the Smithsonian in Washington D.C. Just a quick PSA. They're free. You can literally go into Washington D.C. and I think they've got like eight or nine different Smithsonian museums there. Totally free, and there's some really cool stuff there. Learn about our country. Go to the, the capital, Washington, D.C. I think I've been there. Yeah, it's really cool. The only disappointment I had there was when we went to the McDonald's and everything was jacked up in price. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, there's no dollar menu. A Big Mac sandwich costs like $8 without fries and without a drink. That's bull crap. Yeah, it is. 
But anyways, we digress. Uh, uh, um, back to I the love, album. On No Cars Go, the ending where he, he kind of like shouts, "Women and children, come on, yeah. let's go!" Old people, old people, old folks, <laughs> old folks, let's go. Um, I think he says like, "Babies, yeah. let's go." <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I like that part I do too. Old folks, let's go. My body is a cage. The very last song. Uh, is probably the, the song that's the most emotionally driven, almost, because everything else yeah. is very observational. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's experience and, and stuff in those lyrics, but this is this song is definitely 100% emotionally driven about this guy's experience. Yeah. And the whole song, and this, this, literally, the music I write about is this this song right here. Yeah. Where he's he's saying the only person that limits what I want to do is myself. Yeah. The first line is my body is a cage and he says a couple other words, but my mind holds the key. Yeah. And so it's it, it's that whole thing where it's like sure, people will tell you how to act, I don't know, uh, laws will keep you from doing anything, but the number one factor on what you do, what you think, what you say is yourself. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I wrote an entire album about that. Was that the... Uh, That's the one that I'm still recording one? right now, yeah. Yeah. My yeah. entire album is, is about this one thing that he's talking about in this song. Yeah. Ten whole songs I wrote about. Because it's, it's a, like, such a crazy subject. Why do we, Why is that the case? Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, I... Yeah. I completely know what you mean. Yeah. Like the I, one... Uh, I fill up notebook pages trying to figure out why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so, I mean... <clears throat> that's what I, I I don't like this musically, but I love this song. You don't like it musically? It's 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 good. Really? I don't I love, love. I like it. I, I don't love, love the it. Melody. Yeah. My body is a cage. Because it's kind of got that. Uh, what kind of style would you say that is? What do you mean? Kind of almost like bluesy, like rock and roll bluesy. A little bit, yeah. Not not the the music, but that not the, like that melody. Not like right twelve bar blues. Or no. something like that. No. But it's it's got that bluesy feel to it. Yeah, I can see that. It's not my favorite. Me, I, I like it. I like it a lot better than half the songs on this album, musically. <laughs> but thematically, yeah. I think it's my favorite th- yeah. uh, song, lyrically and thematically. Right, yeah. Because it's the one I can relate to the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still not um, my top three songs I'd recommend. And <laughs> I mean, that seems like kind of maybe that's like the answer to the whole album. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you really just, you're, you just kind of have to get over it and like realize yeah. that you can transcend above the, the whole song is stuff I, I can't really remember specific lyrics but he kind of talks about how, like I don't want to something I want to this like I don't want to live in my father's house I want to something or other and it's kind of a lot of that type style yeah. lyric yeah but ultimately it's him who's in control of it mm-hmm. and he's probably going to limit himself yeah because that's just how yeah because my body's a cage yeah and I think it comes back to that whole uh, television, ocean, lack of control type of thing where it's, mm-hmm. he, he doesn't feel like he's in control of anything and he's got all of this noise that affects how he decides on how to act or what to do. And that, that kind of, all of the whole album pours into this song. Yeah, I would agree with that, yeah. Which is the perfect way to close an album. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. it's kind of depressing too. <laughs> it's very depressing. But it's realistic in a way. Yeah. You know. the, the album that I wrote that's about this it, I end it much more happy really? yeah how do you end it again? Uh, essentially the last song on my album uh, redraws on every single song that I sing on that oh, album oh yeah, yeah yeah and it ends with um, 
I'll sing this song and know that I'm not alone. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, I'll, I'll try, whatever. I know that it's going to be the same cycle of, of uh, repression and of not kind of acting how you want to do because society is a scary place. And I'm a timid, anxious kind of guy. Yes. And I know that that's going to keep happening. But because I know that, I can almost compensate a little bit. Yeah. Or I can almost accept the fact that that's going to happen and I'll just keep pushing forward and I won't yeah. get as upset if that happens because I, I'll understand why and I'll keep pushing forward. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And when I say that, I know that I'm not alone. If this guy is singing about the same thing, there's plenty of other people that feel the exact same thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd be surprised if most people didn't feel that way. Yeah. But we've talked about this album for way too long. Well, that's good. It's so dense. It is very dense. And now we're going to a very less dense album. Yes. We're going well, it's into still, it's an still album. slightly dense, but... Well, why don't you tell what the album's called? Uh, the album is called Avalanche United, and it's by the band I Am The Avalanche. Yeah. I, I can give my background on the band, at least. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Because you, you're the one who introduced me to them... Yes. ...a while ago. Uh, so... <clears throat> Uh, one of our favorite bands is the Swellers. They're a super underrated pop punk band that sings songs that are not just about girls, kind of about the struggle of life, and they yeah. just do it so eloquently, but with awesome melodies and music, which is a rare combination. Um, but we were going to see a show of theirs in Pittsburgh, and they were opening up for this band, I'm the Avalanche. And so before we even went to the show, I looked them up and I listened to one song called The Shape I'm In, and I was like, Oh my gosh, this song is so good. Yeah. Well, all I want to hear is this song and I'll be happy. So at the concert, me and Jesse saw the Swellers play and we're like, okay, good. And then after their set, we went downstairs to get a beer because the venue was actually above a bar. The Smiling Moose. The Smiling Moose in Pittsburgh. Super tiny, awesome venue. But we went downstairs to get a beer and we'd already paid our tab. We probably had about a half a beer left. And then I hear this music come on. I was like, huh, this sounds strangely familiar. <laughs> And, of course, it was the shape I'm in. I missed the entire song. But we came upstairs, and the show was... Act- I was so persuaded by the show, I bought an album. And that's only one out of two times where I've uh, been persuaded to like a band based on their live show. Uh, actually, three times. I'm sorry. And, and one of those times was The Swellers. One right? of those times was yeah. also The Swellers. One of them was I and the Avalanche, and one of them was a band called Diamond Youth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Diamond yeah. Youth. Yeah, we, saw, we also saw them with The Swellers. Yeah. Um, at but, the same place. <laughs> but funny story, I also saw I'm the Avalanche play in Kentucky, and they were playing one song that I wasn't my favorite, uh, and I had to go to the bathroom so bad. So I ran to the bathroom, and as I'm washing my hands, I hear them play The Shape I'm In again. I'm like, crap, I can't miss this song two times in a row. So I ran back and, and, uh, and caught it. I got it. Oh yeah, but after we, saw them open, uh, after we saw the Swellers opening for I'm the Avalanche, I bought uh, their most recent album, which is called Wolverine's. I fell in love and I bought all their back catalog and I, I just think they're a fantastic band. And uh, uh, why they're not as dense as bands such as Arcade Fire is I've, I've, I've listened to interviews from their lead singer whose name is Vinny Caruana and um, he says that this band is literally just for fun. It's, really? Yeah, he does this band because he likes to write the songs. It's nothing cool. super, yeah. super deep. I mean, he writes some some good personal stuff on there but it's it's nothing super heavy and it's just... It's one of those bands that he just likes to have fun in. Yeah. And he came from a band called The Movie Life. I don't know if you ever heard of them. They were one of those drive-through emo type bands that. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. They uh, they they had a big impact, and then they kind of disbanded for a while. They're they're actually back again, but huh. but whatever. And then he also he also has solo stuff too. 
Oh yeah, he's got a solo album too. Uh, he's got a solo EP, which is much more acoustically driven, and then a, a solo album, which is full band. Um, but the yeah. Avalanche I recommended for Jesse is called Avalanche United. It's their second album, but I think it's their the album. album the I album. think it's the album that defines them. What? I know, but you said the Avalanche that I recommended for Jesse. Oh, the I Am the Avalanche <laughs> album that I recommended yeah. for Jesse. <laughs> Whatever, it's, you know, um, Avalanche. Uh, uh, I also, <laughs> this is just a funny <laughs> side note. I, I follow them on Instagram. <laughs> and I'm I saw, the Avalanche? Yeah. And on their most recent tour, they had a t-shirt that was Amelie. Uh, uh, the, yeah. If any of you have ever heard of the movie Amelie, I've actually never seen it, uh, but I guarantee you've probably seen the cover. It's just a uh, black-haired girl from France, and really she's red with a smile. And really white face. And so they have a picture of her on a t-shirt. It's a red t-shirt, and she's screen-printed it only in black, and so she kind of looks... Kind of scary, and above it it says like "J'ai entamé la avalanche," and so it literally translates to "I'm the avalanche." And there's a picture of Emily underneath. Oh my god! Kind of funny side note, but let's hear what you had to think about the album. Um, so first, uh, whenever you showed me this song, um, "Shape I'm In," uh-huh. I really liked it, but I wasn't very fond of his voice. He's got a gruff voice. It's very, very gruff. Yeah. And it's intentionally um, gruff because uh, you can tell he's kind of making it that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he can, I mean, like in his solo stuff, he sings normally. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked to him too. I've I met him. Oh, really? Times. Yeah, he's chill dude. Nice. He doesn't talk like, what up, man? <laughs> Not like Steve O? No, no. <laughs> he's got a normal, he's a normal human being. Normal human being, yeah. yeah he's a cool dude. Um, so, yeah, at first, I didn't really like his voice, but now. I've listened to this album quite a few times now, and it's growing on me, definitely. Mm-hmm. And the and, songs well, actually. And, and the songs are also growing on me as well. Um, Don't say the F word. <laughs> yeah, uh, so the first song is called Holy F. Um, Potty mouth word. Yeah, it, it kind of seemed like it was just kind of about like... I, I, I've listened to a lot of punk rock. Like, I'm sorry to interject. Oh, okay, yeah. But like, uh, before I even listened to this song, I was just assuming that they were going to say the F word all over the place. I was like... They didn't, though. I know, they didn't. They didn't, well, they said it. But they not, said it not, twice, not. but it wasn't like the main focus. And I'll, I'll let you continue. Sorry, yeah. I just wanted to interject that. I mean, it, it seemed like a song just kind of about like, I'm on my own now, and like, holy F. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's so much to think about now. It's, it, it's kind of yeah, like he's starting to grow up or whatever. Um, and so like I I like that song. It was good. Um, but like when I first listened to the album, I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I like this. <laughs> but no, it turns out that it was it was pretty good though. Yeah. Um, but the next song, uh, Brooklyn Dodgers. Ooh. It's, it's definitely definitely a song that I like a lot. That's that's probably their. Most popular song. You think so? Yes, I, I, I am. I could see. I that, wouldn't say yeah. I'm positive, but I, I'm. I'm pretty sure that's that's their. So the the I thing so. I really like about this song is I'm. Well, I'm assuming that he's from New York. Oh yeah, he must be from New York. Yes, okay, he yeah. is. Um, he talks about uh, his dad a lot in this song, mm-hmm. and uh, um, he talks about like he his dad must have been an immigrant or his family must be immigrants. From I don't know where from, but probably from Ireland. Last name. Uh, Car- I'm, I'm sorry, Italian. Italy, yeah, yeah. Vin, um, his first name is Vinny, Vinny. Vincenzo. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, like he even says, uh, 
relatives changed their names to seem more American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like that, that's that's what I was gonna say. Like yeah. he was talking about his family a lot and that, and uh, that line. Yeah, like his relatives like changed their names to sound more American, and then I think it's kind of it's almost like a song saying like like I don't want to do that or like I'm like proud of of that or, like at least that line. But the chorus. Like that. But then the chorus is... What do you think of the chorus? I'll I'll let you say what you think of that. I'll I'll, I'll say what I think. Whatever happened to the Brooklyn Dodgers? What happened to me? Yeah. Yeah. And whatever happened to all the New York gentlemen? It's like a Wonder Years moment for me. The band Wonder Years, like the greatest generation. It's it's kind of looking back on that generation before saying, like they might have sacrificed... Well, no, not they might have. They definitely sacrificed and they were... Yeah. Respectable. Yeah, and then... Um, and then the line is, uh, and my dad said, son, you're looking at one. So he's like, just like recognizing heritage, I guess, like mm-hmm. at least for him, like in New York. Oh yeah. You know, and like realizing that there are a lot more people here before you. Do you know what I like to do with this song? What? <laughs> I like to change it for Pittsburgh. <laughs> Whatever happened to the Pittsburgh Pirates? <laughs> Whatever happened to Steve? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, for all of you who don't know, um, I like to interject my name into music. Yeah, I can say literally. Steve, I can say Steven, Stevie. Yeah. Um, it's something my dad used to do all the time when I was a kid and I hated it. And now I find do myself doing it all the time. That's hilarious. All the time. I can't really do that with my name. You I, could, I, but it, it's I've not tried as before. easy. Like Jess. That's like the one yeah. syllable instead of just Steve. But I can also do Steven or Stevie. Yeah, but I can yeah. I can do Jesse and then Jess. <laughs> That's but, it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, the next song is Amsterdam, which... I guess is this song I, about one of their... like They probably toured in Amsterdam they, or something? They must have, It's yeah. one of their experiences. Because like... It's yeah, because like the, 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 the chorus is like... Amsterdam with the camera in my hand in and an orange parking, parking cone, cone in the, in the other. other. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of like talking about, like, he, they must have just been, I don't know, chilling in Amsterdam and yeah. had a camera. And Very melodic song, though. Yeah. I really like the second verse when he, because uh, he sings about an octave lower in the verses and then jumps up in the chorus. Yeah. But he jumps that octave the second half of the second verse. Mm hmm. And it's just when he he goes, oh, I forgot that the world is upside down. At yeah. least and when he sings that line, I get the chills on the back of my neck. I'm like, really? oh, <laughs> yeah. Those, those are the, the kind of lines I love music. That I make me remember why I, I love music. I definitely don't get the chills from that line. I do. Well, not, it might not even be the line. Actually, no, partially the line, mostly him jumping up the, the octave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that that very dynamic shift and oh yeah, yeah. What you're using? I fall in love to music because of the music itself. I I love messages and I love lyrics, but I fell in love with music because of the music itself. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, So that's not my favorite song, but I still I like it more than the next song though. What's the next song? Um, Uh, Oh yeah, I'll be back around. Like it's it's not bad. That song's just kind of boring. Yeah, just in general. So boring that Actually, I don't even re- remember what it's about. That is the song that I ran to go to the bathroom to in Kentucky and almost really? missed the shape I'm in. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, I'm safe during this song. It's kind of long and I don't like it. Lo and behold, I was so wrong. <laughs> but then the next song is, uh, um, is this really happening? Oh, that's and a that, good song. That song is super catchy. I like that. Yeah. Is this really happening? I like when he talks about the snow. Yeah, the snow's melting right in front of my face. <laughs> I think that's kind of like a time kind of marches on and like, how am I getting older? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where did, you know, like the, how, holy crap, I'm old. What's, yeah. How am I missing out on all this stuff? Is this really happening? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, that song is really good. Just as far as, like, it's just so catchy. And, I mean, that's, like, pretty much all to say about it. Like, it's... How would you describe... I know that we're a couple songs in, but how would you describe the sound of these guys? Um... I know, I didn't even really well, describe what I thought of the sound of uh, Arcade Fire, which I probably should have. Um, it, de- well, it depends on how familiar people are with uh, punk or... Well, even that, like, 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 like here's like, what I would it's say. It's kind of like an in-between between rock and punk, yeah. I guess. Well, I would call it, like, hardcore rock, hardcore punk. Yeah, but then, like, the, his voice is obviously not, like, it's really, really gruff. Post-hardcore, if I'm going to be specific. <laughs> Post-hardcore, yeah. But, like, you know, it, it, it's two guitars, a bass, drum, and a singer. That, it's that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, Whereas Arcade Fire, like I said, massive band. They've probably got a guitar, bass, drummer. Oh, they've got, got strings players. They've probably got yeah. horns players. They've probably got a player that plays uh, our auxiliary percussion. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. A player that does the hurdy-gurdy. You know, <laughs> they've got all kind of things going on. And an organ player, too, I guess. And if you don't know what I'm saying, look up a live performance from Arcade Fire, probably a televised one, massive band, and they'll show what's going on. Yeah. Whereas I'm the Avalanche, straightforward, two classic. guitars, yeah. bass, bass drums, drums, yeah. Um, and I would say, like, melodically, it's a lot... Um, I don't know, I guess kind of more like simple melodies mm-hmm. um, and also very simple lyrics. But like what you said earlier about how he's just doing this for fun, like just yeah. talking about experiences. He does write good melodies, though. I like them. I yeah, mean, they're, yeah they're, It's something like super fancy pants, but they're so catchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The next song. This, uh, one's, this, on this one's on me. Yeah. <laughs> that song's awesome. I, I, it's not a song that I really find myself ever singing. No, same. but I like it because it's 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 his like tribute to all his buddies. Yeah, family. yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Um, so this song, this one's on me, as you maybe imagine from the phrase, "This one's on me." Is a he song doesn't mean a number one painted on him? Yeah, I got number one tattooed on my chest. No, it's literally as you maybe have already guessed. It is a it's a song about drinking. Yeah, he's at a bar. Yeah, he's at a bar. Yeah, um, and he, like he talks about like one of his friends. He's like he started a tab, so you know what happens after that or something like that. He, he mentions people by name. I think. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He so, does, which yeah. is kind of cool. I like when bands um, do that. And then the, the part, part of it. The part of this song I really love is um, whenever he's talking about uh, being on the roof, uh, like looking out at the city. Oh yeah, and he's like. Um, I think he says, like, uh, I wonder if the city knows our names or something like that. And, or some type yeah, of. He knows everybody's name like in that, that bar, but he's like, what's the city know about me? Yeah. In the bigger picture, what does it know about me? Yeah. And I, like, I just could imagine 
Like after drinking a little bit, thinking that about <laughs> like if we were like looking at Nashville or something like Kinda that. Kind of like that movie uh, at World's End when they're oh, yeah. hitting up like eight or nine pubs. Yeah. They sit on the, the hill and watch the sunrise. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like a moment of uh, transcendence. <laughs> transcendence. I guess. That's a good word. That's the only word I could think of. That's a good word. I'll say that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really like that song. Yeah. Um, oh, as far as my top three go, um, I would definitely say... Oh, Brooklyn Dodgers is one of them. Song's great. That I would recommend. Oh my goodness. Um, and we will get to the other ones. So the next song is called uh, Dear Friends. I don't even remember how the song goes. I mean, Dead Friends. <laughs> Not Dear Friends. How's that song go? Um, gosh, I can't even remember now either. We'll play a split. Uh, no copyright infringement. We're just going to enlighten ourselves because I don't remember yeah, what the heck I the volume up? Jesse's got a weird iTunes oh oh yeah it's, a, it's it's almost like a letter that he wrote to someone who killed themselves um something like that someone had oh, died oh yeah it's, it's a heavy something I forgot about that and, yeah oh you, yeah that's a good song I, I, I just don't remember the, the title I guess <laughs> yeah oh yeah Dead Friends is the yeah, title yeah it's not but... a happy title and it's it's not a happy song because he's talking about friends who have passed and I want to say it's about friends someone who took her life I I honestly don't know yeah. um, but that's also a very good song yeah, like when he talks about the punk rock show No Effects in Town yeah but you didn't want to go I guess what I said I think so yeah so some, he, he's talking to someone who was depressed yep yeah um, yeah. But yeah, that song's really good. I, I, uh, I'm glad we played that split second because I would have forgot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the next song I really like a lot. You've it's called, it's called You've Got Spiders. I hate and spiders. <laughs> they gave me the heebie-jeebies. Um, there's one, there's just like one line that I really like in it where he says, um, I recognize those cavernous eyes. Mm-hmm. But it's the, it's the melody that kind of is really good. I'll recognize... Those cavernous eyes. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. But then, like, whenever I first listened to this song, whenever he said the lyric, you've got spiders, I was like, what the heck? You've got spiders. Because, yeah, he just, like, literally, like, the band drops out, and he, like, his voice kind of goes low, and he's like, you've got spiders. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, what the heck? I know. (laughs) You're kind of like, huh? And then he comes with the chorus. Yeah. Ah, wreck. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Those cavernous eyes. Yeah. That's a good song. Like when you think about a live concert, that'd be a good song to hear live. Yeah, it'd be it's so, a song to rage to. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it'd be so great. Yeah. And yeah, that's one of the things about like these songs is that I'm assuming for him, like they must love playing these songs. Live. Oh yeah, they, they, I've seen them live twice, and they put a lot into their show. I'm sure. Yeah. What about um, that next song though? Oh yeah. The grave, uh, the grave diggers argument. Yeah. Um, well, uh, that one dude, Anthony Ranieri, sings on it. Anthony Ranieri from Bayside. They're both yeah. from New York, and on one of Bayside's, uh, their second or third album was called "The Walking Wounded," and on the the title track of that album, Vinny from "I'm the Avalanche" came in and sang. The oh chorus. yeah, yeah. Okay, I do. So their their buddies are band, they're band buddies, I guess. Yeah. So Anthony Ranieri came in and sang the bridge of this song. Mm-hmm. Do you know what this song's about? Um, not really, no. 
uh, Vinnie Caruana is divorced, and this song is about him oh, really? burying his dead wife. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Whoa. I, he's a good guy. I, honestly, he wouldn't do it, but it's. I think this is kind of like what he wants to do because he's so yeah. angry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that song a lot. You haven't because he's like, what the, you haven't changed enough, and I've changed a bit. Yeah. I said, why do I always have to be? It's just his argument with his uh, ex-wife. Yeah. That seemed that song seemed a little bit more uh, just like a lot different than the other songs in the album. I'd say so. Um, like melodically and like structurally and you know the tragedy like about this song. What? When I saw them in Kentucky, they were playing with Bayside. Oh. <laughs> and I'm the Avalanche played this song, and Anthony Ranieri did not come up and sing it. Oh my god! And in a similar fashion. Bayside played Walking Wounded, in which uh, Vinnie Caruana of I'm the Avalanche sang on the recording version, he but he did up. not come up and do it live. Uh, talk about missed opportunities. Yeah. Because I was expecting, I was like, ooh, they're going to come up, they're going to sing, oh, and then they didn't. I was like, oh. On a side note, we're seeing Switchfoot and Reliant K soon. And we're hoping. And we're very much hoping that Reliant K plays Deathbed. Because and John Foreman John, sings on yeah, the end of yeah. Deathbed, and we're hoping that they do it because so we're really hoping that he comes out and sings on that. I mean, on that song, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, like uh, melodically, m- melody uh, sonically song from Lion K. It's but just I a, every time I listen song. to that song, it gives me the chills, and it's just like it. it it's probably about seven or eight minutes long. And it's like nine. Minutes it's a chronicling long. of this guy's life from birth to to deathbed, and, and, and reflecting on his life. Yeah. And uh, the very end, Jesus comes and talks to him, and John Foreman kind of voices Jesus. Yeah. Oh, it, it's that song gives me the goosebumps. Yeah, it's super good. But anyway, yeah, we digress. Back to Avalanche United. Um, the next song is oh, this I, this is another song that I would definitely recommend. Casey's, Casey's song, yeah, yeah. Just because of that first like intro guitar is just like. Yeah, I just like want to like. Casey needs a holiday. Yeah, down, 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 down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like when the drums come in. Like it's just, it's just so good. Yeah, I'm sure he's got a buddy named Casey who was, I don't know, putting in his time at a factory or a crappy job or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're having a rough time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's another song that I would definitely recommend. Um, like that's pretty much all I have to say about that song. Like it's it's so good. It's like yeah, super, you hear that song, like super catchy. You bob your head to that song. You're like, ooh, I like yeah, this. Yeah, just like from literally from the beginning intro on the guitar. Yeah, like like whenever I was listening to it earlier today, like I like wasn't really paying attention to it. I was just like kind of listening or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then that song came out, and I was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Ralph Garman style. Yeah, Ralph Garman style. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, Casey song. Oh, Casey song. Hoo-ah. Hoo-ah. Come on now with the Casey song. I'm the Avalanche. Hoo-ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If you don't know who Ralph Garman is, he's a radio show host from L.A. Yeah, on the, the, right? uh, the show K-Rock, Kevin and Bean. Yeah. And he, he also, does a lot of podcasts with Kevin Smith. Yeah, he also has a podcast with Kevin Smith called... He's a hoot. Hollywood Babylon. <laughs> um, and then... The next song is called The Place You Love Is Gone, which is a good song, but it definitely it also wasn't one of my favorites on the album. I, I like that song. I, it's, I, yeah, I, it's definitely good. I but think it's kind of them. It's, it's a grown-up song. Yeah, as in like you like your childhood like 
places are gone and like the places you yeah, I mean I'm I'm sure there's there's some uh, aspect of the songs talking about like I don't know there's a concert venue you, you went to growing up and then it got torn down or yeah whatever. But uh, how I relate to the song is every time I go back to Pittsburgh, uh, a lot of it doesn't feel like home or the place that I knew growing up. So that's what I think of when I hear that song. Yeah, that makes sense. The place that I love is gone because it it's different to you now. Ohio Township, will, Ben Avon, the Adworth community will never be the same for me because I've moved out of there and you know it's, everyone's grown up. It's not the same. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel like an outsider when I go back. I kind of, I mean, even though I've only been moved out from Minnesota for a, a, a half a year now, doesn't take long. Go back. Well, when next time you go back, are you going well, back yeah. for Christmas? Uh, probably not. Oh, bummer. It depends on if I just don't think I'll be able to get off work. Well, I hope you can. That'd be a bummer if you can. Yeah, I, I hope I can as well. But I think my parents are coming down here soon, though. Oh, good. Well, in October. Okay, good. Um, but I, yeah, even even when I went back for my cousin's wedding, it gets weird. Like being back in. The house that literally I was living at maybe like three months ago. It was like, whoa, this is strange. <laughs> and I've been I've been moved out for two years, and so it gets weirder and weirder the longer longer it goes on. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I like driving back to Pittsburgh, and if I have my car back with me, then I, I can kind of drive around and see some places. It's weird visiting places yeah. I grew up with. Yeah, and I'm it, sure. It, literally, it's been two years for me since I've I've been there, and it's just wow. It, 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 the places really haven't changed. It's it's I've changed. I feel. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I've grown I mean, up a little bit. It's so it's like same for me. Well, just think about it. You literally you grew up there. Like you haven't moved before, right? No. Well, I mean, other than college, but I, I went well, yeah, half yeah, an hour yeah, away yeah, from yeah, my exactly. house. Yeah, but I mean, so for the better part of 20, 22 years, we'll say twenty 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 three years. Twenty three years. Yeah. Like that was home. Oh yeah. And then you moved, and like it's so funny how it can change that much though. Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of crazy? It was very crazy. It's really weird. But anyway. Last song on the album? On to my third recommendation. It's the last one? The last well, one, yeah. Good choice. Uh, Gratitude. This song is the bomb. Yes, it is. Like, it's so good. Um, crap, I forgot how the chorus goes now. Everywhere I turn. Oh, yeah. 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 Whoa. <laughs> I walk with all the love you gave to me. Yeah, and except it's in Vinnie Caruana's voice, so it's like. This song rips. Like it's it's a heavy, kicking song. Yeah, it's it's so good. I mean, and then it has like the really cool the. The guitar line. And they do. They throw a. Ooh, sorry. They throw a random measure of three four in there a couple times. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like it feels it feels very awkward but it's like it feels right at the same time because they, they uh, I guess essentially if you look at the big picture there's like a a measure of 8-4 and then a measure of 7-4 during yeah. the, the main line which is 4-4-4-4 four, 3-4-4-4 yeah. four, 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 yeah, yeah. whatever but it, it, it's really cool when you hear it and it doesn't sound out of place but you can tell that it's not standard yeah yeah um, and then the breakdown where like it just kind of goes down to like just like drums like a little bit oh that little drum solo which is awesome to see live. Their drummer is the guy who actually produces all their albums. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I don't know if he produced their first couple ones, but he they recorded it in, in his studio and he recorded okay. it. He engineered and produced it. And then and yeah. at this part, after like the, like the, break, the breakdown. Drum solo. And then. And then. Uh, yeah! And then like, he comes back and yelling. Yeah. Grunt. It's so great. 
He actually does that in. Uh, do you know the song Wolverines on their album Wolverine? No, I don't. I I'll, I'll show you that. that later. Okay. Uh, he he just does that like it's it's a really cool song with his standard like the the bass drum's kicking. Bum, 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 bum. He goes. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it doesn't sound anything like what I just did. It's kind of like no, yeah. Uh, I, I can't do it. I can't scream. I mean, also, life. I can't scream either. You got to take our no. Don't take our word for us. Listen to the two songs, "Gratitude" and "Wolverines," and yeah. likewise on our previous podcasts, we're gonna post links for both albums or playlists for both albums on YouTube yeah. below here, uh, and stuff for you to kind of go further and listen to it yourselves because both of these albums are worth checking out. Yeah, and, um, but anyway, to to end that album though, like that song is seems like the perfect ending. Oh, yeah. Also, to go along with the name Avalanche United, because they, like they scream at the end, right? Avalanche well, United. yeah, the, the, at the end, the, at the end, they chant Avalanche United. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. But this, like, the point of that song is like um, the, the chorus. Uh, the words are everywhere I go. Um, what is it? I walk with all the strength you yeah, gave me. Yeah, I walk with all the strength you gave me. And then something, uh, lines, um, something about all the love you've shown me or yeah. something like that. And so it, it seems like it's like him talking to either his like parents or his friends or just people around him. Yeah. Who like he has gratitude towards because of everything that they've given him. And then like at the end when they're chanting, you know, Avalanche United, it's like they're all like together as like a family and it's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere I go, whoa, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so that—that's kind of how I feel about the album. It's just like this really kind of feel good, except for that one song, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, "Dead Friends." But <laughs> I mean, like, no, I like "Dead Friends." But my least favorite song is "I'll Be Back Around." I, I can see why. Yeah, um, it's not—it's not a terrible song. I just don't care for it. <laughs> As much, yeah, but I mean, like that's that's kind of my take on the album. It's just like a really fun album. Oh yeah, and like the at the end, it's just all about like yeah the community of music and mm-hmm. the community that was built up around them. And their know? next album is definitely worth checking out too. It's called Wolverine or yeah. Wolverines. I can't remember if it's singular or plural, that's but that cool. has my absolute favorite song by them, "The Shape I'm In." Oh, okay. So that's I, that's oh. a song that made me like them. You mean their most recent album? Yes, and that that came not out like new. No, it's not new. They're newest. That was in college. Yeah, that was what, three, four years ago. That was back in college. Three or four years ago, it came out. Or right, so my dad would say it. College, college, <laughs> back in college, college. Um, anyway, Coolidge? Calvin Coolidge. No, not not Calvin Coolidge. Do we have to end the podcast without finishing our beers. I think so. Yeah. Well, let's, ha- let's let's converse a little more so Wait. we can. Oh yeah. Hey. Back. Let's let's uh, uh, come up with albums for next week. Uh, no, we'll do it later. Oh, also, Unless... I'm out of town. Uh, uh, we oh, won't be able yeah. to record. Uh, for all of you listening, we will <laughs> not be able to record <laughs> well, an album, uh, not well, an album, you, a podcast <laughs> next week. Well, for, all... for all of you who are listening, which are probably my parents and four of my friends. <laughs> We are not going to record a, a podcast next week. I will be out of town in Orlando, Florida. Uh, me and my folks are going to Harry Potter World and Disney, and I am absolutely looking forward to it. I'm just going to try some butterbeer. Uh, I'm going to have butterbeer. I'm, I'm probably going to buy a wand. Get a chocolate frog. I'll, I'll probably, probably buy a chocolate frog. I'm going to go to Olivander's. I'm going to go to Diagon Alley. 
Or as they would say in the movie, diagonally. <laughs> you mean how Harry would say in the movie. Oh, as Harry would well, say. He's trying to use the flu network. Did he say diagonally? It, this, it's just the best. And that, that scene in the movie is just so <laughs> dumb. Because, um... <laughs> Because the who is it? Uh, Mrs. Weasley's like, all right, Harry. Now pronounce Diagon Alley very well. And diagonally, then, yeah. And Harry's just like diagonally. What? Let me have a little sipsky. Oh, okay. I haven't yeah. tried this. Um, yeah, that, that scene is just so funny. But yeah, that should be fun. Um, but for everybody, if if people are listening though, um, for us it will have been for us it will have been two weeks. Yeah, but for them, so, literally, it will not have been two weeks yeah. because it'll already be uploaded. Well, yeah, we're gonna. Re- so. No, it'll be. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Well, it'll be a week after. But it'll be two weeks for us. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's think of the albums now. Let's let's plan it. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. So that way, when they're listening to this, they can have an idea of what oh, next podcast. Oh, because we did that idea. last podcast. Remember? Um. Did we? We did. Oh yeah. Did we? We did. Um. I've got I've got an idea for you. I've got one that you're kind of familiar with. But do you... But I just don't know super well. Yeah. What is it? Uh, I'm thinking Hoss by Lagwagon. Oh, I'm not familiar with it, with that at all. Unless, well, I know who Lagwagon is. Yeah. And, and and does, you know, it, does it have one of the songs that I know on it? You know, like Razorburn and a couple other big ones. But uh, yeah. uh, overall, I don't think you know it. It's, it's well, one right. of their... Did you say Hoss? Yes. H-O-S-S. H-O-S-S. Okay. Uh, there was, a, there was a television show... What the heck was that show called? It was it was one of those shows that you see reruns on Nick at Night. I, I don't remember what the show was called. And there's a yeah. character named Hoss. He was a cowboy or whatever. Okay. And he's on the cover. Oh yeah, yeah. I know I know the cover. So I will recommend Hoss by Lagwagon. Okay. They're a skate punk band, and I adore them. Yeah, yeah, they're super good. Um, let me see. Who's your mind? No, it doesn't. No, it did. No, it definitely does not taste boozier than that one. Well, this is covered up by chocolate. We're yeah. talking about our beers again. I'm sorry. I just took a sip of Jesse's beer, and I swear his tastes boozier than mine. No, yours is literally boozier than I mine. I didn't say it is boozier. I said it tastes <laughs> boozier. Um, so I'm thinking of... So obviously I can't choose another Arcade Fire album right now. Yeah, well, maybe down the road, because I know you like their album Suburbs, and I don't know any of it. Oh, The Suburbs is choice, is prime. It's we, one, of, one of my favorite albums. You could technically re- recommend a Vampire Weekend. Oh yeah, that's true. Because um, our first podcast in which I reviewed Vampire Weekend got deleted. Self-titled album, yeah. They're self-titled, yeah. I mean, it, um, you can pick whatever you want. Well, I do want to do something different. <laughs> not, well, I do. Uh, hey, see, you decide. You hold the power. <laughs> see, because what I'm leaning towards now is uh, the Decemberist album, The Hazards of Love. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? No, I'll save that for another time. Uh, how about just Shins uh, shoots, shoots Too Narrow? Shoots too narrow. Okay. Yeah, the Shins shoots too narrow. Uh, I believe that's what it's called. Let me. I've heard of the band the Shins, and I'm sure I've heard at least one or two of their songs, but that album does not sound familiar, and I could not tell you a single song that they sing. Really? I do not know any songs by the Shins. What about the album Port of Morrow, which is uh, their most recent? Well, actually, which is their last album because they're not a band anymore. I have no idea. I, in fact, I didn't even know that they weren't a band anymore. James Mercer. He's he. He, um, as far as like melodies go, James Mercer writes phenomenal melodies. It can't be the best though, because uh, well, there's Tony Sly, of course. Well, I'd but. say the the best melodies are, are uh, a com- 
if we go combination writers, Lennon McCartney. Oh, yeah. Absolute first. Second is Hop is too long, Blink-22. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're, you're a little bit biased there. I am 100% biased. I think Blink-22 <laughs> is the greatest creation in front of sliced bread. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, if, if I had a sliced bread for the rest of my life, I would be more happy than if I never listen to Blink-22 again, if that makes any sense to you. That makes sense yeah, to me. Yeah, I'd rather slice bread So what you're saying is you would rather, if two, uh, let's go with Steins Gate here, if, oh. there, if there were two world lines, yeah. one reality being contained on world line A and the other on B, so you would rather have the world line that contains Blink-182 and does not contain sliced bread. Oh, yes. Than the one that contains sliced bread and no Blink-182. Yes. Uh, brief back history for me. Uh, <laughs> when I was learning guitar, uh, I my second guitar teacher taught me rock and roll. ACDC was a song that got me off of like pop music pretty much. But whenever I got the album Enema of the State by Blink-182, that's, that's what made me fall in love with punk. Yeah. And, and people will say, Blink-182 is not punk. Who cares? Come on now. Come on now. That was an album I could sit down and the album's like a half hour long. I could sit on my computer, play the album, and play along with it. Barely knowing anything, which doesn't say much for their guitar skills, but <laughs> but that's the album that's like, wait a second, maybe I can do this. That was the album that did that for me. Like, yeah. ACDC is the music that made me think rock and roll is, all, is awesome. Blink-22 End of the State is the album <clears throat> that made me think I can do this. Yeah. Um, that's for me. That's when I learned. Uh, um, that's when I learned uh, "Tangled Up in Blue" by Bob Dylan. Mm. Well, that's just when I was learning guitar, though. Fair enough. And I was like, I like this song. Ooh. This is a very simple chord progression. Bob Dylan, he is a good. Oh, Robert Zimmerman. Oh, let's not get technical now. <laughs> Bob Dylan. Yeah. Bob Dylan's real name is Robert Cinnamon. Zimmerman. <laughs> Zinnaman. Zimmerman. Robert, Robert Cinnamon. Cinnamon. Robert Cinnamon Stick. <laughs> Robert Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> and for all of you who don't oh, know, man. Wendell is the guy on the Cinnamon Toast Crunch box. Did you know that? His name is Wendell. Do you know the guy on the box? Like the guy, he looks yeah, like he a looks, baker? He looks like the KFC guy, except with a baker's hat. His name is Wendell. I, I knew that because uh, in elementary school, uh. me and my buddy Jake, we got... Uh, I think it was a limited time offer. They they made peanut butter toast oh. crunch. And do you, does that sound familiar to you? Yes. Yes. What about they, French? Uh, what about the French, French toast crunch? Is different. Different. Uh, different. Not related. Was it, is it General Mills or Kellogg's? Do I don't that? remember. But back onto it, uh, they made peanut butter toast crunch. I don't remember that. It was the cinnamon toast crunch peanut butter version. It tastes. It was good, you but on the taste. back of the number, it, it said like on the back of the box, it gave you a phone number and said. Call into here to tell Wendell how much you love it. <laughs> so me and Jake called in. <laughs> Call Wendell. We called him. And he had it on speakerphone, and he's he's holding uh, his. He had a cell phone at the time because he got oh, one earlier than I did. He got one when he was like. Uh, was it the razor? He said flip. No, it was this is before razor. It was oh, more like, like brick, a, like brick. Oh, yeah, he had a brick. Like he had one like, brick. like wow. when he was eleven or twelve or something. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't get one until I was like sixteen, maybe fifteen, sixteen. But he had the brick phone, exactly. and he he had and like this lady answers like. She's like, hello, General Mills. If that's if it's General yeah, Mills. And he's like, he's really. like, yes, I'd like to tell Wendell how much I love the, the peanut butter toast crunch. <laughs> or peanut butter toast, uh, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, And uh, it, it was just goofy. That's hilarious. Yeah. But his name is Wendell. I don't know how we started talking about Wendell. It's so <laughs> Oh, it was, uh, it was Robert Zimmerman. Yes. 
Robert Cinnamon. Robert Cinnamon. Robert Cinnamon, Cinnamon, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Steak. Yes. <laughs> Robert Cinnamon yes. Toast Crunch. That is our Robert train Cinnamon of thought for you. Crunch. That is our train of thought. Um, anyway, well, we've only got a few minutes left here, so we're before we yeah. wrap it up, uh, we're gonna finish our beers. Um, but before we even get there, uh, once again, the albums we're gonna listen to next week. Jesse is gonna listen to Haas by Lagwagon, and Steve is gonna listen to Shoots Too Narrow by The Shins. And we are going to drink beers as of yet to be determined. So this has been another edition of Brews and Tunes. And you know what we say before we finish our beers, right? Ship it about. Mmm. I should not have taken that in one sip. Well, yeah, yours was about two sips worth, but mine was one sip. That was so good, though. Oh, mine was delicious. I, I, I literally feel like I ate a tray of brownies. The. I feel like I just drank a beer. I don't know. Well, you about it. did drink a beer, but I'm saying this tastes like a tray of brownies. Oh, yeah. Yours literally did taste like a tray of brownies. This is Stephen Johnston signing off. <laughs>